welcome to the show. This is Chris to Chris, comedy advice to fix your life. I am your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by the one, the only, Mike is in the building. Mike, say hike, hike, hike. You know what, uh, can we start this over? Uh, no. Alright, uh, Mike does not want to start this over, I don't blame him. I'm kind of feeling like this should be a, a one and done kind of episode, you know? No cuts, no cuts. We're just gonna pew, pew, shoot from the hip. That was kind of a, a weak pew. That was weak too. Mike, can you cut in some... Badass pistol effects with that? No. All right, you are really helpful today. We also have our homie Dell standing in the corner. Dell, let the folks at home know you are real. I'm definitely a real person in the room. Thank you very much, Dell. You guys might know me, Chris, from my YouTube channels, Chris vs. the World Comedy, Laser Lemon Gaming, both of which are just getting so much love right now. Now, of course, the show is getting. All of the love. By the way, this show, Chris to Chris, you can subscribe to the show anywhere podcasts are sold for free. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We should be on Spotify. I don't think we are. Demand that we get on Spotify today. I would love to get paid per play, even if it's point two cents or point what? What do they get paid? Like point zero 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 one cent per play. And podcasts are probably really getting stiffed on that, right? Unless they have a different different uh, payment system where you get paid per minute. Because, geez, a podcast lasts a lot longer than a song. A song could be just repeated over and over and over. You know what? Don't we have a show to do? This week, by the way, we do have a great show. We have a great show. We're going to be talking about expanding our audience. We're going to be talking about Nintendo's new investor. It's a little scary. We're also going to be talking about the Parks and Recreation Reunion Special. Spoilers. We're also going to be answering some wonderful listener questions and much, much more. It should be fun. So let's do it. We've been doing this show for about roughly a year and a half now, right? Roughly. During all that time, I think we have had every single episode of Chris to Chris flagged for quote-unquote explicit content because of swearing, pretty much. And, you know, sometimes we veer into the, the naughty, naughty territory, but it's mostly because of swearing. And we do it as a precaution. You know, we're we're self-flagging here because we don't want Apple taking us down from iTunes. It's not like, oh, iTunes is just the holy grail or Apple Podcasts is the holy grail. It's because, in a sense, it is when it comes to the world of podcasts because even if you don't get this podcast from iTunes directly or from your uh, Apple Podcast feed, they, uh, the, the other podcast apps, most of them, do get the the, your, the podcast from Apple Podcast feed? Does that make sense? You don't care. You don't care. Uh, this is your, this is inside baseball. You don't you don't really care. Point is, Apple can really have you by the balls, so you kind of got to play right. Joe Rogan does not flag his episodes for explicit content. At least last time I checked a few months ago, he wasn't flagging any of his episodes for explicit content. Even though you know it's filled with swearing and sex talk and whatever, no explicit content flags. And I think he gets away with it because he has the most popular podcast in the world. So I got to thinking, hey, I want this podcast to get 8 billion listeners. Maybe I shouldn't be flagging for explicit content either, right? Because a lot of potential listeners might not be able to listen to the show if we've got a big, fat parental advisory sticker right on every episode, right? You know, there's a lot of parents that are like, "Uh uh-uh. Uh-uh, you know, it doesn't even get t- to the kid. Why am I trying to push this like I'm peddling the show to children? I'm, I'm saying 
a lot of people just won't even see it because, you know, there might be a, a parental, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Parental safety features. There's a parental filters. What is the, what is the word? You know, Nintendo Switch has it. I'm sure the PS4 has it. Parental, you don't care. You don't care. You know what I'm trying to say. We'll, we'll say parental filters, parental safety features, even though I know that's not right. It's going to drive me crazy. Anyway, point is, a lot of people might not even be able to see the show because we've been filtered out. So we want to be able to push episodes onto you. We want to be able to peddle the show onto people that are afraid of that explicit content warning because they might think the show is explicit. But you know, the show's not explicit. It's family-ish, friendly-ish, right? So I'm trying to reach out to more people. That's my point. This week's episode is going to be family-friendly to every single person on Earth. So let the kiddos gather around Joe Biden's record player to listen to a podcast this week. This podcast, specifically. We've got Mike on the bleep machine just in case we run into any hiccups. You know what? I think it's tipping time. It's just the tip of the week. So I might have mentioned that I am a dad now. I didn't give birth to him, but I definitely helped make him, which was fun, by the way. Anyway, ever since he was born, I've been sleeping like a caveman. You know, I've slept on chairs, couches, a bench, a futon, but very, very, very rarely have I slept on a bed since he was born. I think I slept on a bed 1.1 nights. And that's just because we've been trying to adjust to having a newborn and a uh, healing process through a, a C-section. You know, I don't, I don't owe you any explanations. Point is, we've been sleeping weird. But we're probably going to get to sleep in a bed this weekend, which should be fun. I'm very much looking forward to that. But, you know, sleeping in chairs and couches for a month does not really feel great on your back. You might even say it feels bad on your back. But I need to start getting used to it a little bit, you know. Like, everybody wakes up with lower back pain and a broken neck, right? I was learning to adapt. Uh, but then on Tuesday, I went back to work. And if you were here last week, you'll remember that I said I was going to be working from home because of the Corona beers pandemic. So I am. I got my, uh, my work PC all set up at home next to my actual home PC. I had to steal my wife's desk, though. Sorry, wife. I had to steal her desk, which means uh, my PC, my, my work PC is all cramped up. Her desk was made for a laptop. It's a laptop desk, even though laptop is, I guess, technically for your lap based on the name. What do they call laptops nowadays? They don't call them laptops. They call them uh, notebooks. It's for a notebook. You don't care. I've got three monitors for my work PC. I got three monitors, a keyboard, and a mouse all shoved together on this laptop desk. You know, it, it's not, it's, it's in a precarious position. The slightest 6.0 earthquake would knock the whole shebang down, right? Anyway, point is, is that this is an ergonomic nightmare for me. I love that I don't have bosses hovering over me every two seconds, but I don't love that my back and my legs are dying for eight and a half hours a day. And that extends to the nighttime. I remember the first, I think it was Tuesday night. And granted, Tuesday night, uh, I didn't actually start the work from home. Don't tell anybody, but I didn't actually start the actual work from home process about halfway into the day, right? You know, I had to go get my PC, had to bring it home, clean it up, set it up. It took a little while. So Tuesday was actually an easier day work-wise. 
So we'll say it was about four, four and a half hours of work time. Even that, I was all cramped up. It was an ergonomic nightmare. And that night, my legs, I felt like I was a teenager growing. You know when you're a teenager and your, your legs are hurting every night because you're growing? Well, that was me. I thought, hey, maybe I'm growing. Maybe I'm growing. I don't think I did, though. So this week's tip is to start a Patreon for a more ergonomic chair, preferably something that you could sleep in for a month after you give birth to your child. Let's move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. Capital investment company Value Act just acquired a $1.1 billion stake in Nintendo. According to a senior analyst at Nico Partners, Mr. Daniel Ahmad, he said, Value Act said Nintendo has not prospered as much as video game software companies like EA and Activision as the industry's fortunes improved over the last decade. We're going to break this down, by the way. But it said the company was now going through a digital transition that was sure to pay off. Additionally, ValueSoft said that the company has a chance to become an entertainment company. We believe Nintendo will be one of the largest digital media services in the world, in a category with the likes of Netflix, Disney+, Tencent Interactive Entertainment, and Apple Music, the letter said. Value Act is known for working behind the scenes with management and not making noisy demands in public. So let's break this down, right? First of all, I looked it up. ValueSoft or Value Act Capital, according to uh, the good folks at Wikipedia, they're a San Francisco-based investment company with a portfolio calculated at about $9.269 billion on behalf of several institutional and inve individual investors. Blah, blah, blah. Fi privately owned hedge fund, blah, blah, blah. Rich people. Okay? We get that. So what did it say? It said, uh, Values Act said Nintendo has not prospered as much as video game software companies like EA and Activision in the, as the industry's fortunes improved over the last decade. Now, we got some red flag words right there. EA and Activision being the primary offenders here. So EA and Activision have prospered quite a bit over the last decade. And that is because of the rise of microtransactions and predatory practices in the video game industry. Specifically, loot boxes, virtual currencies, blah, 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 bullshit. EA, oh my gosh, think about EA. EA makes over a billion dollars, about a billion dollars every year just on FIFA alone. And FIFA has become this disgusting thing. Now, now don't. Don't get all up on me if you love your FIFA, okay? If you love your FIFA for, like, the multiplayer and, you know, the whatever, good for you. But FIFA Ultimate Team and all the, all the sh it's just a cluster Sports games are not sports games anymore. They're all about, uh, they're RNGs, random number generators. It's all about cards and uh, getting the player you want and the stats you want and blah, blah. It's all about squeezing you for as much money as humanly possible. 2K, NBA 2K is a joke now. FIFA is a joke now. Madden is a joke now. They're all jokes now. Activision, same deal. One of the most predatory companies in the industry. Uh, they, they released a new uh, Call of Duty every single year. And they have to make more money every single year because that's what their investors want, right? That's what they expect. So they put out a new Call of Duty every year. And what they do is, it's, it's very sneaky. It's very clever. They don't have any microtransactions for like the first two, three, four weeks tops, right? 
we'll say two weeks. First two weeks, there's no microtransactions, no loot boxes in the game. And that way, they skirt a few things. There's, there's no loot boxes to be mentioned in the ESRB review. There is no loot boxes to be mentioned during the actual reviews. So when you're reading about the game, you, maybe you're a casual fan. You're like, okay, that's fine. Oh, there's no loot boxes. Awesome. Two weeks later, they show up. They start impacting the way the game is made. I digress. My point is, EA and Activision have some problems, right? EA, Activision, 2K, Ubisoft, Warner Brothers Interactive, they all have some very predatory problems as far as I am concerned on this soap box. So, red flag here is that Value Act is saying, hey, they're not prospering as much. Nintendo isn't prospering as much as EA and Activision over the last decade. We can help fix that. Hmm. One of the things I like about Nintendo is that they don't implement these predatory practices as much. I will say this, Nintendo has, over the last couple years, slowly dipped their toes a little more every single every single month. They'll, they'll put out a new game where they dip their toes in it a little bit more. There's an Animal Crossing mobile game where they didn't mind making money off of microtransactions. Mario Kart mobile, they didn't mind making money off of some uh, BS. Like, you could pay like five bucks a month for some uh, ultimate Mario Kart service. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. Fire Emblem. It's mostly their mobile. I'll say this. Mostly Nintendo's mobile efforts is where they get really sleazy. And they were working with, uh, uh, I forgot the company they work with. I think it's, um, I think it's, I forgot what they're called, Entertainment. They uh, were quoted about some RPG they were making for Nintendo. Nintendo went out of their way to say, hey, we think you were uh, squeezing people a little too hard. They were, they were pretty much saying, Nintendo could have made a lot more money on this game, but they told us to, to lay off. So that's my point. Nintendo has been one of the last holdouts in the video game industry when it comes to greed. And I'm kind of worried that this reads like Value Act is trying to change that. So the other aspect of this is that it might not be as bad as I'm thinking, you know, because they say we believe Nintendo will be one of the largest digital media services in the world in a category with the likes of Netflix, Disney Plus, Tencent Interactive. Tencent Interactive is a Chinese company that owns everything. They own everything. You should check the bottom of your shoe or maybe your actual foot to see if it was marked by Tencent Interactive. They own a lot. But Disney Plus and Netflix are streaming services. And there is this implication or it does seem like they're implying that Nintendo should be focusing also more on leveraging their IPs, their brands towards movies, TV shows and the like that could be on Netflix or Disney Plus, right? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I mean, we already know that a Mario movie is in the works with the people who made Despicable Me. So I'm slightly optimistic about that, you know? It, it could be decent. I don't know how they're going to, like, you know, Mario... He, he pretty much just speaks in catchphrases, right? It's the me, Mario. Woohoo! Uh-oh. I don't know how good my Mario impression is, but, you know, why do people say Mario? A lot of people call him Mario. Like, they've never heard him say, it's a me, Mario. Anyway, I think I uh, need to digress. Point is, point is, I'm not sure about this. If Value Act is trying to push Nintendo towards squeezing people harder with loot boxes and uh, virtual currencies and that sort of bullshit. I don't want that mobile shit leaking over into my, my Switch games. Don't get your mobile peanut butter and my Switch chocolate. You know what I'm saying? 
We don't know. Uh, or I don't know. You might know. But I, I, I'm okay with uh, Nintendo putting out more shows, more movies and whatnot. But I, I'm not okay with them getting poisoned, corrupted by the likes of Value Act or EA or Ubisoft. Or Activision, 2K, Warner Brothers Interactive. I digress. We do need to digress. Like I said, I went back to work this week. I took a, a month off for the birth of my, my son, but my landlord insisted that I go back to work if I want to keep my apartment. I haven't gotten paid a dime for being gone so long. I was just lucky enough to, uh, I guess California is, is the reason uh, that I was able to, to leave for so long as a male, as a man. I don't know. Is that a federal thing? I was able to go. That's the point. I was able to be off for a month, but I did need the money. My, my uh, landlord said, yo, you want to keep living here? You need money. So I went back to work, pretty much just went in on Tuesday to grab my stuff, came back, and I now work from home, just like our buddy Dell here. And I like working from home because, you know, I can listen to music and podcasts like this one, and nobody throws a fit, right? You know, when you're actually at work, it's frowned upon where, where I work. But now, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? At work, they said you can't eat at your desk. Spoiler, I've been eating at my desk all week now. That's right. So I like that. I like that I can eat at my desk without somebody snitching on me. Hey, Mike, remind me to talk about fucking snitches next week. Ah, oh, I said some explicit words there. Uh, Mike, let's get on that, please. You know, maybe instead of a beep, you can you could change the curse words to something else that I said, like a fun word, as long as it makes sense, huh? Uh, probably not. All right. Well, anyway, beyond eating. I also like that I can lift weights at home without looking like a maniac at work. And you kind of have to, right? If you're sitting at your desk at home. Like when I, when I went to work, when I, when I would drive to work and I'd be in a different location than at home, I would walk around more because you kind of had to, especially when you're a lead like me. You have to walk around, help people, keeps, keeps your blood moving, right? Keeps your brain healthy. But now, you know, you're just stuck in the same room. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll grab the weights and I'll, I'll, I'll pump some iron real quick before I, I go to the bathroom or uh, go to lunch, whatever, you know. You just gotta, you gotta have some kind of physical exertion or you're gonna go crazy. And that's why what I don't like about working from home is the isolation. Because I've been forced to sit alone at work many a time. But at least you know that there's people walking around you and there's, there's some semblance of community happening, right? But at home, it's just you and the darkness of your mind to keep you company. And it fucking sucks. But at least I don't have to spend money on gas. At least I don't have to get up an hour early just to get to work. You know, I don't miss that. I don't miss the, the travel time to work, travel time back from work. It's just wasting your time. Just wasting your time. I could sleep in later. Well, I could theoretically sleep in later because uh, <laughs> it doesn't really happen when you got a newborn. It doesn't really happen. But I have found new strength that I didn't know I had. Newborns like to, to sleep in the middle of the day when you're at work. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about here. I hope your kids are enjoying this fucking podcast. That's my point. Let's move on to the news. The NBC show Parks and Recreation will be doing a reunion special to help raise money for the Feeding America COVID-19 Response Fund. Mike, did you pick this story? 
It doesn't sound like news. It sounds more like a commercial. That's okay, though. I, I loved Parks and Rec. According to Rolling Stone, that must be a new publication. According to Rolling Stone, the new episode will be set in the present day and center around the attempts of Amy Poehler's Leslie Nope to keep in touch with all her friends and colleagues as they social distance. Along with Poehler, cast members Rashida Jones, Chris Pratt, Nick Offerman, Rob Lowe, Aziz Ansari, Adam Scott, blah, 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 all these people are going to be on the show. And special guest stars from Pony Uni- the Pony Universe may pop in as well. So it'll be weird. It'll be weird. It sounds like it's going to be watching a lot of people have conversations with each other on Zoom. Like, oh my gosh, I miss you so much. I wish we could talk to each other in person. We'll probably see a few people yelling in the background at each other. But, uh, I don't know. It probably won't be as good as Parks and Rec used to be, right? I think that's guaranteed. But I do also guarantee you it'll be better than a quarantined episode of Saturday Night Live. Did you see that, Bill? Mike, you guys see that quarantined episode with uh, Tom Hanks? It was not good. I bailed about, uh, I think I gave it a, a fair shot, fair shake. I want to say I gave it 55 to 60% of that episode, but I did finally bail. I was actually on Parks and Rec once, season five, episode, I want to say four, I don't know. I was in there, I was in there. Uh, I was working in the Washington, D.C. office with Ben, that's Adam Scott's character. I'm in the background doing important office work while Aubrey Plaza and Adam Scott talk to each other. I think they were talking about me and saying that they should promote that guy in the background. Maybe we'll post pictures of me on that show on our website, upandloaded.com. Maybe we'll do that. That's your news this week. I thought we'd talk about something nice for a change. For a change. Anyway. (sighs) On Monday, I went to get some uh, Wingstop one last time before I went to work. After my month off, right? Mike, do you know what the best flavor at Wingstop is? Yeah, it's the uh, lemon pepper. Everybody says it's lemon pepper, but they, like you, Mike, are wrong. I've got a theory that people like lemon pepper because they can't really handle anything spicy. You know, I'm sure it's good. Some, uh, Some of my best friends are lemon peppers, but it's not the best. The best flavor at Wingstop is the Cajun flavor, ordered wet. That means you get extra spicy sauce added, ladled on top of it. You like that? That's your word of the day, ladled. Also, instead of ranch, they always default to ranch. Don't get ranch as your dipping sauce. If you get Cajun, get the garlic sauce as your dipping sauce. That's like an off-menu kind of thing. That's something that people actually get as a wing flavor. I get it as my dipping sauce. It's good for fries, and it's good to mix with your Cajun wings. Anyway, that's not the f***ing point. The point is that I went to get Wingstop in a car. I drove my vehicle to Wingstop. You know, I just run some errands at Target. We were getting baby essentials. So, excuse me. I wasn't trying to to, uh, violate the social distancing norms. We needed some baby bottles and other baby things. Anyway. I was driving, right? I was driving, which meant I was listening to podcasts on my wireless headphones. I have wireless headphones because I'm a big, rich, big shot, right? Anyway, I get to Wingstop, park the car, and I look down to grab something, and one of my earbuds falls out of my ear and lands in between the goddamn car seat and the drink holder. Fuck. That's what I said. And I'm already extra careful because... I don't want to bring any uh, Corona beers to uh, the apartment with my wife and kid. And here I am, dropping earbuds 
on the dirty car floor, right? It was gross. It was gross. My fingers were too muscular to get in there and grab it. So I went to the back seat to try to find it. And the floor was filthy. It was full of some kind of crumb. I don't know. Something I don't even think I ate. I think somebody broke into my car to spray crumbs all over my floor. You really need to vacuum my car, Mike. Anyway, I couldn't find the damn thing. I'm moving the seat back and forth, and I start fingering around there like a 16-year-old uh, guitar player. I finally find it. It was magnetically stuck to the guide rail. And I'm like, why is this, why does this have magnets in it? And I remembered that all the wireless earbuds in the world now, mine included, have magnets to suck it to the, to the charger, the portable battery charger it comes with. I don't know. I think it's just a fancy thing they do. But it also apparently is magnetic to other things, like your guide rail for your car seat. Anyway, I eventually got it, but I also lost my f***ing mind in the process. Now, what time is it? Chris to Chris presents Listen Question Time. Yilly asks, how would you react if you realized we're all just Sims characters in someone's game? Yilly, you just asked one of the most important questions we've ever had on this show. I think about this kind of thing all the time. Well, not all the time, but often. Often enough that you might think, I was on something, right? I don't know. I think it's definitely possible. I think it's definitely possible. Now, I've heard the argument. Now, just to, you know, before I get too deep into the weeds here, let's explain for people that might not be following us yet. You guys know The Sims video game? You're just controlling people. You're just kind of giving them attributes and letting them do their thing in this world you've created. So what if we are essentially Sims? That's, that's the premise, right? What if we find out that we're all just Sims in someone's game. First of all, think about think about what that means. That means this grand world, this whole universe that we know, is one of probably thousands, millions, billions. How many people are playing Sims games? Right. So we just be the simulation of some alien species, or maybe we're the simulation of human beings. You know, maybe this 2020 we now live in is just a, 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 a simulation. <laughs> wow, I should have had that word quicker. Yeah, maybe it's just a simulation. Maybe people are really living like a thousand years ahead from now. And this whole, maybe, you know, maybe this is a historical uh, simulation. Like they said, oh yeah, in 2020, there was a coronavirus. There was this big virus that wiped out 3% of the population or however many pe uh, people it's going to wipe out. And yeah, people lost their minds. The economy just tanked. It was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. Now we're running it as a simulation. Or, you know, maybe not. Maybe it's like a Sim Sim game or Sim City or Sim 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 game. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Maybe it's like a Sim game, right? Where you just say, oh, this is this is the natural disaster that's happening this week. Because if you ever played Sim City, like tornadoes could happen, destroy parts of the city, or, or floods, or I think aliens could come sometimes too. So what if I found out, or I realized that we're all just Sim characters in someone's game? Well, I guess life would be kind of pointless, wouldn't it? Right? Does, does the whole thing implode if we know what's going on? That's like, we are the AI. Because like, we have the conversation all the time, or at least I have the conversation all the time with people that really often don't want to have this conversation with me. But I do like to have the conversation about the morality of AI, not just the morality of it, but like say we give robots AR, we come up with an actual self-aware AI, right? Artificial intelligence. 
the implications of that. That's a whole other thing, and we'll get into it maybe in another episode. But the implications of us being AI, right? If we're if we realize we are a sim character in a game, doesn't that make us some kind of self-aware AI? And here we are trying to create it. I mean, we've already created the a, a game called The Sims, several games called The Sims, right? So that would make a simulation creating a simulation. It's very it's very meta. Am I using that word right, Mike? Meta. So Yelly, uh, we can we can keep on trucking with this conversation for episodes and episodes and episodes. We just need the right questions. So thank you for that. If you guys uh, would like to get on that, maybe talk about smoking in Disney films, I'd love to uh, add to that conversation. Thanks, Yelly. Ken asks, will you answer my question first? Yes, I will, Ken. Just don't listen to the last five minutes of this podcast. Yelly asks, why didn't you answer Ken's question first? Yelly, you really boxed me into a corner with this one. You're making me look like an ass. You're making me look like an ass. However, you did give me a great question beforehand, so you get a pass. Ken asks, are you drinking enough water daily? Ken, that is a great question. In fact, I'm trying to drink as much water as I possibly can. Back in my, well, several years, actually. For several years, any time you would see me, I would have a water bottle in one of my hands. It was just my thing. I did not like being thirsty. I like staying hydrated. I still do. I still do. But I don't drink as much water as I used to. So I'm trying to improve that. And, you know, it is getting hot as hell again. We live in California, or I live in California, Southern California to be specific. And the heat is back. You know, it's already April. So, of course, it's in the 90s this week. It's supposed to be 96 on the day this episode airs. So hooray for that. And then it's going to be in the 90s for, like, the rest of my freaking life. So awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I should be drinking more and more and more and more and more and more and more water. I think I do need more water. I think I'm sounding like I'm losing it. Uh, but yeah, guys, drink water. It's the best. It's the greatest. You know, I'm not against you drinking other things too, but drink agua, H2O. I don't like when people say they don't like water. That, that drives me nuts. What do you mean you don't like water? 60% of your body is water. Drink water. You need it. You need it. Thanks for the question, Ken. Ken asks, can I get an autographed photo of Mike? I'm glad you asked, Ken. See, uh, Mike here, <laughs> he's sitting on hundreds of autographed headshots that nobody wants. We'll send you a baker's dozen. How about that? Ken also asks, was Santa's workshop considered essential? If not, how will he get all the presents ready for Christmas? Great question, Ken. Santa's workshop is likely going to need a couple months of a heads up, right? Before Christmas, especially with Christmas starting earlier and earlier every year. <laughs> so if, uh, if COVID-19 isn't cleared up by October, I think we might not be doing gifts for Christmas this year. Maybe we'll cancel it altogether. You know, the other, the other uh, wrinkle in this story is that we keep getting reports that the coronavirus is going to come back bigger and stronger in the winter, like Super Shredder in Ninja Turtles 2. So, you know, Santa's Workshop might go back to uh, BAU and the, uh, the elves and the rest of Santa's slaves could be infecting every single gift that goes out on Christmas, right? Effectively spreading the virus to billions of unsuspecting people around the world. You know, the only lucky ones are going to be the, the bad little girls and boys, you know? 
the ones that didn't get any presents from Santa. They're just going to get coal. And coal, you burn it. You burn that virus away. My dad actually got coal for Christmas one year. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my dad grew up uh, fairly poor. So uh, on Christmas, they had stockings. And they if they were good, they got oranges for Christmas. If they were bad, they got coal. And my dad got coal one year. <laughs> so anyway... If the only people that aren't getting infected by Santa's elves are the terrible children of the world, it's going to be like Lord of the Flies on steroids. It's going to be like every country in the world is Australia. You know, back when Australia was turned into this prison continent. Thanks for the question, Ken. Ken asks, when can we expect your son to take over the reins of your podcast? Wow, that is a good question. You know what? He's getting older, Ken. He's getting older. He's already, shoot, he's already four weeks, already four weeks old. And, you know, he's my kid, so I, I, I think highly of him. I, I, I'm thinking, like, wow, there's no kid smart enough to grab the bottle this early or push it away when he doesn't want any more milk. I'm thinking he's ready. I'm thinking he's ready to, uh, to do a lot of big things. Like, I think I could, I could potty train him to use a litter box or, or a toilet, one of those. But take over this show. Maybe I should have named him Chris. That would have really made sense. Chris to Chris. We could have did a father-son thing. You know, we still can. There's still time to uh, rename him. Or I could, I could rename the podcast. Hmm, maybe rename myself. I don't know, but I like where this is going. Ken, uh, I think he'll be able to take over this podcast over my dead body. Which, you know, I was going to say could be soon, but my wife doesn't like those jokes. She doesn't like those jokes. In fact, uh, she's probably like listening very intently, like, don't you say anything bad about our son. I would never. I love him. I love him so much. And I think he should take over this show sooner than later. I need a break. You know, time for me to retire. I think uh, I think he could take it over. If, at the rate he's going, his development, I think, is going pretty good, pretty fast. I'm thinking one, two years tops. Two years tops, I'll be able to retire. We can have a two-year-old running this show. So shut up. Shut up, guys. Shut up. I know you're saying we already have a two-year-old running this show. Shut your mouth. Thanks for the question, Ken. Ken asks, what is the highest you can jump? That's a great question. Let me find out. Fuck. Censor that mic. Censor that mic. God. All right, let's wrap this show up. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up with some poll results. If you guys don't know, if you're new to this show, every week we have a poll on either our Facebook or our Twitter. You got to follow both to know which one. We don't know. We don't know until it happens. But this week or last week, we had a poll on our Twitter at Up and Loaded, U P N L O A D E D. We asked, hey, you still have a job? Do you still have a job? And it was uh, pretty lopsided votes, I'll say that. Uh, most of you said, oh, most of you, 88% of you said, or actually, let me, let me explain something really quick. The mobile version of Twitter gives some wonky re poll results because it, it gave me 88 and 13%, which meant 101% of people voted, which isn't possible. So you got to go to the desktop version, which gives you the real deal. Holy feel. 87.5% of you said that you were essential all day. Essential all day. You didn't, you didn't get laid off. In fact, no, none of, no, none of you, none of you got laid off. None of you were furloughed. 
None of you were fired. So congratulations for that. But 12.5% of you said that you didn't have a job to lose in the first place. So congratulations for you as well. That must be nice. This week's poll asks, Hey, mister, can you buy me some smokes? Don't forget to subscribe to this show anywhere podcasts are sold for free. Again, we are there. Do it. Follow us on those uh, those social medias. We're on Instagram, Cracker, at Up and Loaded. We're on Twitter, at Up and Loaded. We're on Facebook, at Up and Loaded. Like us, follow us. We really want to interact with you and show you some love. This has been episode 78 of Chris to Chris. Do me a favor and enjoy your weekend or else.